0: of the Maximize Man podcast. I am Clark Bartram. You are awesome. Today, I want to talk about testosterone, but not in the normal way that I would talk talk about it. Typically, when we're here and I'm talking about testosterone, I'm talking about how to boost it and how to boost it naturally. So if you're looking for that information, there are definitely episodes that cover that. And it's, you know, it's pretty basic stuff and it's definitely possible. And I've seen it done in so many men. And testosterone is a very, very important hormone in men. It's really what makes us men. And it's it's really interesting to me how this whole thing is unfolding with relation to this diagnosis that I have of prostate cancer. So I told you the whole journey of how I found out through the PSA test, which by the way, get the kit. If you haven't got the kit yet, click the link, get the kit. But... I've gone through the process and I'm looking at all of these different ways to treat my prostate cancer. And that's what I want to talk about today. So, once again, there are the typical methods that you would be offered in standard of care treatments being allopathic medicine, our Western culture, doctors and white coats and stethoscopes. The typical Ways that you're going to be given to treat it would be a radical prostatectomy taking out the whole entire gland, which has its own set of circumstances, which I've referred to before, the, the main two being incontinence and erectile dysfunction. The erectile dysfunction in many cases can be handled with an ED medicine, Cialis, or one of those things. In, in many cases, but the doctors are always going to tell you, well, you know, there's a percentage of chance, but it really comes down to, again, I talked about this before, where the nerves are situated in relation to certain things, all of that. But again, I'm not an expert on any of this. I'm only sharing with you what I've learned. So you've got that. You get it removed. Then you have radiation, so they have different types of radiation. They have proton therapy, which is there. I'm actually going to an appointment here soon f- to talk about that. And there is another form of radiation photon therapy, which is a different type of radiation. Basically, to break it down, real, so proton is a bigger thing that goes into the gland and photon is a smaller one. So the proton, the, the pitch that I've been given so far is proton therapy won't go through the entire gland out the other side of your body affecting things like your anus, which is really close to your prostate. So the pitch with the proton therapy, other than the amount of patients, the, the physician is done with his modality that That's really the differentiator there. And then with photon, it's a smaller one and it will go all the way through out the backside into your anus and potentially have a negative effect there. So you certainly don't want to end up with a colostomy bag or something like that. And I'm not saying this happens. This is my very, very basic, I'm going to repeat it, very, very basic understanding of the difference between the two of those. There is SBRT, IBRT, all of these different things that you'll start to hear that are very confusing. There's total amounts of these, 25 sessions, five sessions. You get more, more bang for your buck with these ones. There's combinations of different types of SBRT, IBRT. So the options are plenty. So, so far we've removed it. We've radiated it. Then there is... Focal therapy, where they can go in and just focus on the area that is showing the cancerous cells. So they could they could do that with some form of radiation. They can do that by freezing that area there and not having to remove the entire thing. I'm I'm sure there are other things that I'm missing, but I'm only sharing this with you to help you understand there's a lot of different ways to attack this. One of which to me with respect to testosterone is so ironic and so crazy that one of the things that they offered me when I was talking to my urologist and then the radiologist who was warned not to talk to me about it is HDT, hormone deprivation therapy. So the general thought is testosterone, not sugar, testosterone, feeds prostate cancer. What am I known for? The guy that helps people boost testosterone naturally. Now, again, the question has been asked, Clark, are you on synthetic or exogenous testosterone? The answer is no. And and now the world's really finding out because every doctor is asking me, hey dude, tell us. No, I'm not. I mean, I have no reason to lie about it. And I certainly wouldn't be lying about it now that I'm faced with the possibility of this becoming something really serious. So I'm talking to my urologist and it's on a Zoom call and I'm just going to tell you exactly what happened. And a lot of people kind of react to me in a in a negative way saying Clark what's your problem? But this was me having a knee jerk response to the stance I've made in my lifetime helping men understand that they don't need to take exogenous testosterone. They can boost it naturally. And priding myself in the fact that I've done that and telling you that when I was discovering my PSA was high, I was mainly looking at my testosterone levels to get online and brag about that to get your attention so you would buy my coaching program and lose a bunch of weight. So when I'm talking to my doctor, and one thing I didn't mention is there's something called Decipher. Now, decipher is a way of determining the likelihood. So there are three different ways to determine the likelihood from, again, my basic understanding. There could be more. Any doctors watching, go go easy on me, okay, if, if I'm getting this stuff wrong. But I'm pretty sure I'm in the neighborhood of this being quality information. There are co- three different ways, typically, of de- determining whether or not the cancer is going to metastasize, spread to other areas of your body. And one of those ways is to take the actual tumor itself, send it off to another lab and have them look at it to grade the cancer to give you a score, mine was decipher, from zero to a hundred percent of whether or not that cancer is going to metastasize into typically your hips or your blood or your lymph nodes mainly, so your hips, your lymph nodes because of the relationship down here and how stuff is moved around, the likelihood of that cancer spreading outside of the wall of the prostate and being localized there to other parts of your body, which makes it a much more intense situation that needs to be handled differently. So they have a decipher score. So I get my decipher score back some zero to a hundred. I'm at 80%, 80% likelihood that this is going to get outside of the walls of the prostate and go somewhere else. So then what does Oprah say? What's your next best move? Get a PET PET scan. So I went to get a PET PET scan. And again, my insurance said, no, told my doctor, he said, fuck them. We're getting a PET PET scan because of 80%. So he pushed back. Thank you, doc. I appreciate you. And I went in for a PET scan, which by the way, I just got the bill the other day for, thank God for insurance, $27,000 for this PET scan. I was in that thing for like 15 minutes. So we go through, we get the PET scan done. Thankfully, they have no signs of metastases outside of there. They saw some stuff in my my ribs that the doctor kind of blew off. But again, now that I'm thinking about all the stuff I've been sharing with you, I need to have that checked more because if you remember in a couple episodes ago, the doctor's like, meh, I'm not too worried about it when he did the DRE the digital rectal exam ah eh, i'm not too worried about well here i am today talking about what i'm talking about so i've got spots on my ribs i need to get checked out mental note clark so anyway the PET pet scan go back and i'm talking to my urologist and he said okay because of your decipher score and the likelihood of this getting outside even though it isn't now we're not going to do one single treatment method. We want to do two treatment methods simultaneously. And I was listening to a podcast today talking about attacking cancer with all of these different modalities to really just overwhelm it and and beat it, as they say. So one of them was radiation. Well, the urologist wants to cut it out, but in addition to cutting it out, he talked about androgen deprivation therapy. And I'm like, what's that? He goes, well, we basically chemically castrate you. And with before it was out of his mouth, I put my middle finger up. I stuck it right up to the zoom camera. And I told my doctor, fuck you, fuck you. And he dropped his head and he said, I had a feeling you were going to say that. I said, then don't say it again. I absolutely refuse. I'm not doing that. I'm not going through menopause. I'm not doing all of this. And this is Clark Bartram's ego speaking, right? I've thought about it a lot since. A lot of people who love me say it's better to have Clark Bartram here, whatever, than not have Clark Bartram here. So anyway, I digress. So he dropped his head and he shook his head and he kind of laughed a little bit because he has gotten to know me now. And, And like I said, I have no filter. I have no, you know, he's doing a DRE on me. Actually, my radiologist was doing a DRE on me. I'll get to that one in a second. It's pretty funny about not having a filter. So I said, no. I said, I want a referral to someone else. So I call around all my buddies. And I'm telling my friends because I want people to know. So one of my friends said, man, no one knows this. But I had prostate cancer too. And he has the financial means to get the best in the world. So he said, Clark, I looked everywhere. I found a guy. Right next to your gym. He's on Sycamore Avenue. And this is literally two minutes from the gym that I train at. So I set an appointment to see this radiologist. Fantastic. Great bedside manner. If you watch my stories and stuff, you'll see he was holding a whiteboard and he listed everything out for me. And he started showing me these graphs. He had all of my stuff in a, in a database and doing all of that and, and showing me the likelihood of me getting cure or going to remission and all that sort of stuff. And, Prior to him getting on that whiteboard, we're sitting in his office doing a consultation and he said two things that were pretty funny. One, he said, I already talked to your urologist and I'm not going to say a whole lot to you about hormone deprivation therapy (laughs) because I know how you feel. I said, good, because I would have flipped you off and told you fuck off too. The same way I told him, he said, I know, I know, but I do want to bring it up to you because it's important that you understand that all of the different ways that we can do this, And there's something that I want to talk about with that too. But another thing he said, he's like, I hate to do it, but I got to give you a prostate. I got to give you a DRE, digital rectal exam. I'm like, you're the one that's got to stick your finger up my ass. I said, but before you do that, I got to take a shit. (laughs) So I went and he's like, okay, go ahead. And he goes and does some stuff. And I go in, I'm thinking, how weird is this? This guy knows I'm in here taking a dump and he knows he's getting ready to stick his finger up my butt, but it's just medicine. It's just what we got to do. And and this is a reason that a lot of men don't get their prostate exam. I've heard this come out of men's mouth. I'm not letting another man stick his finger up my ass. That's gay. That's so stupid. Just like it's so stupid for me to flip off my doctor and tell him, fuck you, because he's telling me a way that has been proven to handle a very serious situation that I'm facing. So anyway, we we do all of that and we go through his thing. And again, I'm sitting there watching him share all of his knowledge. And I'm realizing this guy's just giving me a sales pitch. I'm in a sales pitch right now with a really good salesman who really believes in his protocol. But I have to separate myself from the emotion of Yeah, this seems like the greatest thing to do because have you ever gone on TikTok or anything and you're watching somebody, let's say carbohydrates, for example, someone saying, don't eat carbohydrates. The human body doesn't need carbohydrates. And within a minute, you're convinced that you don't need carbohydrates, but you scroll up to the next guy and they're saying, Hey, anyone is telling you, you don't need carbohydrates. They're stupid because your body does this, that, and the other thing. And you're like, Oh damn, he makes sense too. So when you're sitting in front of a doctor, it's no different than you being easily convinced on TikTok that this person makes sense, that person makes sense, because they all know what they're talking about, but everything's individual. Everything, all it comes down to, let's take the carbohydrate thing. If I'm a guy that functions really good with no carbohydrates, and you're a person who functions really good with carbohydrates, that doesn't make carbohydrates good or bad. It just makes them different in me and you. And it's the same thing with getting treated. The cancer is different. The way it's situated is different. The Gleason is different. The Decipher is different. All of these things are different. And for you to sit in front of someone giving you a generalization of the thousand people that he's treated, the thousand men that he's treated, and that it helped 80% of them, these are all generalized things. And until you look under your hood and do your diagnostic, you don't really know exactly That, that modality, as good as that salesperson is, and as many times as he's done it or she's done it is the right thing for you. Okay. There was one other thing that I was going to talk about that was pretty funny that anyway, it'll come to me if it's meant to. So we've got the radiation, we've got the prostatectomy, we've got the the, the nano knife is something that I just heard about where similar to the the device that takes out the biopsy, it's just like a long needle. They stick it in your body either through your perineum or your taint up in there or up in through your butt or down your urethra. However, they get to your prostate. There's a lot of different ways, three that I just mentioned, probably the only three that they can get to it. But anyway, they just take these things in and and I don't think it's radiation. I think it's just like electricity that shocks this tumor and it sloughs off and comes out and it's gone. But again, if you don't deal with what caused it, the likelihood of it coming back or metastasizing is still there. I just got a message the other day from somebody saying, hey, there's there's this new thing in Germany. You're going to have to fly to Germany and, and go see what that's all about. I'm open to doing all of these different investigative things. And that's part of what I want to put on my documentary is me sitting in front of doctors, asking them questions like, Mr. Radiologist, as many of these of you've done, doesn't radiology give you cancer too? And see what his answer is. Would you put yourself through hormone deprivation therapy? Let's say your son got prostate cancer. Would you zap him with radiation or would you cut it out of his body? What would you do in this situation right now? Honestly, like these are the type of conversations that I want to have with these doctors and get them outside of the typical patterned speech because what I'm recognizing is just like any of us who have... A job that we do over and over and over again. There's a certain vernacular that we use over and over and over again. And there's a certain cadence in words and pitch that we have. I've talked to my radiologist three times now and I've heard the same thing three times. So as much as it was about me, it was only about me as much as he was able to make it about me. So what I'm doing is I have found someone in Scottsdale, Arizona, who came by way of a very dear friend of mine who is very connected. He said, Clark, you need to talk to this guy, Dr. Tom Incladon at Casenta in Wellness. So I drove to Scottsdale. And when I walked into this facility, it wasn't what I or what any of us would expect if you're going to a cancer place we instantly think of people walking around with no hair because of chemo and and typically chemo is not something they use for prostate cancer unless it's metastasized so that's why i didn't bring that up because a lot of people are saying clark are you getting chemo they don't typically use it unless it's gotten outside the wall of the prostate and or unless it is uh, resistant to hdt and all of these other things that they've tried it's it's, it's like a last resort kind of a deal and to my understanding but anyway at this wellness center that I went to, I walked in and it wasn't what you would expect or imagine when you're going where there's a bunch of people who are facing this diagnosis, whether it's in their prostate or in their liver, lungs, pancreas. I walked into a gym. (laughs) It was a full blown gym with a whole lot of technology in there. And a lot of smart people that really care and want the patient to understand exactly why they came up with this unfortunate set of circumstances in their life. And I'll talk about that on another episode because I know this is getting a little bit long here, but again, I haven't really talked about all of everything that's out there impossible because there are new things coming up all the time but typically they want to cut burn radiate hormone it out of your body and you again you cannot let your anxiety dictate your treatment thank you for tuning in I appreciate you as always make it a great day.